0: It's tea time. It's tea time.
1: It's tea time. It's a cozy it's for your tea. tea it's tea time. It's tea time. It's tea time on the Smart HVAC Marketing it's Podcast. Tea time to keep your tea hot it is not a mystery history. get yourself a tea cozy it's a part of history it was big. welcome back to the show everyone smart hvac marketing podcast where we believe the best idea wins and we are here to help you generate lots of good ideas and to do so we have got to bring on smart people uh to kind of help us get there and i'm not that smart so i always like to bring people on that are just way smarter than me Um, and let them share what kind of experience they've got. So today we've got an incredible guest from NextStar, Carrie Frazier. How are you doing?
0: I am well, Eric. How are you
1: today? I'm good. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for all of our listeners out there and let them know a little bit more about who you are and what you do at NextStar.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, my name is Carrie Fraser. I am the VP of operations at Nextstar Network. And we are, for those of you who don't know, we're an industry or uh, an organization, I should say, member owned organization serving the trades. And we coach and train the world's best tradespeople to be the world's best business people.
1: Wow. I apologize. I, I got your last name wrong. I said Fraser. Fraser.
0: Fraser, kind of like Fraser. Eraser. Fraser. Fraser.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of like has anyone have you seen Outlander? That TV show?
0: You know, I've watched a couple of episodes. I but think his last name was it Fraser. It was. Yeah. It was. Spelled the correct way, too. My way. Not Fraser as in, you know, yeah. Fraser Crane. But Fraser. Yeah.
1: Well, we're here at the Women in HVACR event in Phoenix, Arizona. It's been an incredible event. I'll be honest. Uh, the weather has been a slight letdown. Um, there we go. I want to make sure I got that one right. Uh, but it's still been a great event nonetheless. Uh, Carrie, what have been some of your takeaways so far uh, from the, you know, from the keynote or maybe from the welcome reception?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So our our early keynote this morning was Lisa Ryan, and it was all about gratitude strategies. And she has coined gratigies. strategies. Yes, she had five different gratigies, and, and yeah. it was just all about the power of Gratitude in your life and how that helps not only you personally, but your entire network and your t- entire organization. So she had uh, had some great things to say.
1: Yeah, I was really intrigued by what she shared about how angry thoughts can affect your was it your immune system and how like for every seven minutes of you being angry, your immune system like gets weaker and you can get sick and die.
0: Right. For every five minutes in anger, you have six hours of, uh, of, of yeah, stress that your body feels.
1: Yeah. A few other things. You know if, if you weren't here, I would encourage you to be present next year at the event because this has been great. Uh, but I'll give you a quick spark notes uh, version of her keynote. Um, just some things that really stuck out to me. One was having stay interviews instead of exit interviews. I mean, you still have the exit interview, I guess, but a stay interview with your employees and ask them why they're staying at your company. I think that was pretty powerful. And then also um about just acknowledgement and reinvesting in training and all that good stuff.
0: Absolutely. I think also that engagement is everyone's responsibility. It's my mm-hmm. responsibility, it's you know whatever anybody can bring to the table. It's it's all of our responsibility to do what we can to keep engaged and be engaged and give those strategies a go. Those five strategies she had.
1: Yeah. So for our listeners out there who have been just faithfully listening to the world's best podcast uh, over the past year and a half, you remember that we had on Julian Scadden from Nextar, and, and he, he shared just some really phenomenal stuff. And I was, I was talking to him, and I was like, hey, I'd love to get Nextar back on the podcast. And, and he spoke very highly about having Carrie on. So, Carrie, I'd love to just know more about what you feel are just some important things that are facing the industry right now um, and like maybe for twenty twenty three is like an outlook.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's um, it, it's really interesting. I'll, I'll 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 take you back a little bit on my trajectory in this industry as well. I've been in the industry just over five years myself. I came from outside of the industry, kind of in the world of marketing and creative, and um, kind of the big corporate. Corporation stuff, and uh, landed myself at Nextar just over five years ago, and and really didn't know much about um, the industry, nor that there was an organization like Nextar to help support and uh, serve those members, and and like I was saying earlier, turn them into the the world's best uh, best business people as well. So, um, I think you know, particularly looking forward, uh, the residential contractors that we work with, they are busier than ever. Um, I think we definitely saw throughout the pandemic that people were at home and those who were able to could continue to improve on their homes and they are and they were and they did and those contractors and our members have gone through really quite a bit in terms of inventory shortages and supply chain management issues and things like that. And so um, I think uh, getting getting on the, um, getting, um, Getting into or you know getting on top of those and finding out solutions and being creative and adaptable um, has been more important than ever. And I think that the world is just uh, moving so quickly now that it's more important than ever to be able to continue to adapt and pivot to um, you know to whatever is is coming up next.
1: Yeah, I really think the ability to pivot and adapt has been. Um, just been so crucial over the past few years because it just it seems like everything is constantly changing which it, oh everything always changes but it just seems like in particular like for business owners the way that things have been changing so quickly has just been ridiculous like the uber driver that took me from the airport to the hotel here said that they had just announced in the phoenix market here that there was only like 21 days of diesel fuel left and that And like that got me thinking, I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound like an issue if you drive, you know, a car that doesn't require diesel fuel, but trucks require like an 18 wheeler requires diesel and they transport heating and air conditioning units and they transport food and they transport all this stuff. And if there's not diesel for those things, how are we going to get them? So that backs up the supply chain even more for everything. Um, And so what equipment and what availability you do have, the prices are going to go up on that even more. That gets passed down to the homeowner. And so it's just this constant, it's like a hamster wheel of change.
0: It is, and and it's that creativity, you know, as we were talking about in that, that you really have to tap into. You know, we've had, I, I was talking to a member, um, you know, in terms of truck shortages and things like that, and, and just finding vehicles for the additional technicians that they're going to add has been ridiculously challenging as we all know. And, uh, you know, he's driving by a local dealership one time and he looks and he sees about three or four trucks there. Does a U-turn, goes right in and, you know, makes a deal with that dealer in that moment. Half, you know, two of the four of them were already sold, but was able to, um, you know, just see that opportunity, grab it, and at least get a couple of trucks and actually ended up shipping them across the country because that was a better solution than, the nothing that yeah. they were getting in that other market
1: yeah so it it just seems like the only constant is, is change these days and so you know being able to adapt and that's why i feel it's so important to pair up with some form of best practices group like um th- there's so many of them out there. there's so many great ones next star is amazing you've got service nation which is great you've got all these it doesn't really matter what it is but like joining one in particular just to have that that group to fall back on. Like we were talking about a few weeks back with Lawrence from Brody Pinnell, is, you know, I asked him, I was like, if you were in a tight spot and phone wasn't ringing, texts were quitting, what would be the first thing that you do? And his answer was, I would pick up the phone and I would call a fellow contractor and see what they're doing and see what they would do. And like, that's what best practices groups are great for, you know, like Nextstar is. When the chips are down, you can pick up the phone and call someone from a similar market, you know, not in your region, and it's just you can get that support that you need.
0: It's all about that that networking, actually, just what we're talking about here at Women in H V C R today as well. It's about building those connections with people in the industry, and the answer is always in the room. If you don't know. Somebody in the room has the answer and knows that answer, and so uh, organizations such as Nextar and the others uh, that are out there really afford people and uh, owners and members that opportunity to be able to just connect and grow. And, and you know, joining one of those organizations isn't the be-all end all. It is not the silver penny. You have to you have to get in there and you have to do the work. Uh, and the the cool thing is that when you get those like-minded people together, there's nothing that can stop you. There's nothing you can't do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So with, you know, with 2023 rapidly approaching from, you know, from your perspective at Nextar, um, what are you all advising for contractors, you know, that are looking to grow and just, and maybe even just stay afloat with all the changes?
0: Yeah, it's, I I think it really goes back, especially in these times of rapid change, it's, it's, it's focusing on those fundamentals, you know, it's um, making sure that you're serving your customer, that you're serving your employees, and that you're remaining profitable. So it's, it's sort of that, that three legged stool, right, you can't really allow any one of those to get Uh, entirely out of alignment or it's not going to mean great things. So there's, uh, you know, if you're, if you're focused just on that, the financial piece, the profitability piece, um, what might happen is your culture is going to suffer and then you're going to lose your employees, uh, you know, somewhere else. So it's, it's really those fundamental things that I think if, if businesses can dial in on and lock in on are going to be instrumental and crucial. And, and of course, recruiting, everybody's talking about recruiting. It's the um, one of the biggest things that, uh, you know, that our contractor members are, are talking about and looking for. People are looking for people to, to do the jobs. And so we, as an industry, I think, have to start looking outside of this industry. And we yeah. have to start growing our own. And we have to start creating those opportunities for populations and for uh, professionals in other industries where you see good service if you're, you know in a, in a restaurant and you've got an incredible wait staff, there's a great opportunity for you to, you know, look for somebody else because that, that recruiting is, is really critical, you know, especially as we're, as we're in this labor market and industry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You you hear stories all the time of, you know, contractors that understand that from a recruitment standpoint, like understanding that, you can take someone with a good work ethic and, a, you know, just a good head on their shoulders, but doesn't know the first thing about fixing an air conditioning unit um, and take that person with with a willingness and then turn them into someone that is willing and able, like with skills. Um, and we've I was on a recruitment panel at Service World Expo a couple of years ago with uh, Tucker from Yarborough and Sons, and, and he was mentioning a time where he was at a subway, and like this person was just making subway sandwiches with like the biggest smile on his face, the nicest person he'd ever met in his life. And he was there with uh, with a few other you know colleagues, and they like offered him a job on the spot. And they were like, "I love it." It's so, like, yeah, finding the opportunity there. And um, another interesting thing, you know, talking on recruitment, and this is a, a stat that I've been—I feel like I've probably overshared this, but there's a one a hundred and like six thousand registered heating and air conditioning businesses in the united states and then if you go look on the like the census bureau of people who have listed that their career is a heating and air conditioning technician there's only two hundred and twelve thousand so if everything was a fair playing field there would be two people at every company right? and that's just it's crazy
0: it is it is. I mean, it's it's really one of the biggest challenges in this in this industry. So yeah, you mm-hmm. got to look for those those staffs and those subway providers that yeah. are going to help us out.
1: Now, Carrie, you mentioned the three-legged stool and kind of how you want to you want all three of those things to be the same length, so the, so the stool isn't wobbly. Um, but if a contractor had to, like, if if all else was was failing and they had to choose between the service or the profitability or the culture or any of this stuff like what would be the thing that you think they could just kind of get away with maybe not being super efficient at for a little bit while they you know correct the business
0: that's a really good question um i think you've got to um you're nothing without your people Mm -hmm. you're nothing without your team and uh if you don't have the team in place that is with you on the journey, you're not going to be able to uh, get out to those customers. You're not going to be able to get the calls. You're not going to be able to get into the homes that is going to afford you the opportunity to earn the profit that you are due. So, um, you know, I think it, it it all stems and it all starts with your people and the culture that you build and the um, the organization that, you want to be and that you want to provide uh for those for your employees and for your staff so that they're out there in your neighborhoods and in your your communities Mm -hmm. um all day every day every day they live there they you know have schools there they have other activities there and so they are your your walking brand ambassadors really and you know the 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 greater culture that you can build uh the more successful your organization is going to be
1: yeah I completely agree. Now, before I continue to just peg you with questions, are there any? Is there anything that you were wanting to hit on in particular? I know I see some notes over there. there These are
0: just my notes from uh, I was I was referencing from Lisa's. Oh, nice note earlier. Yeah,
1: I just want to make sure that there isn't anything that you had prepared that you wanted to talk about because I can. I'm going to keep keep going because this is good stuff. I really like yep. it. All right, so yeah, you, you got to have a, a world class culture. You got to have the people. And that's the thing, like, it, it's almost one of those things where, like, you can't, it's not an and or thing. It's like, you, you got to have it all. Like, people want to grow their business. In order to grow your business, like, you either need to increase your, like, if you want to make more money, you either need to increase your prices or become more efficient. And you can't do any of that without people. Like, you cannot run more jobs without more people. You cannot, you, you would be doing yourself a disservice to pay for more marketing if you don't have the people to run the job. So if you want to grow your business, it's, it's like, it all has to be there and it's all got to have a click. Um, so with people being the challenge right now, what kind of opportunity do you see for contractors to like smart contractors, not just your, your everyday, you know, contractor that doesn't really care and just subs everything out
0: those who are listening to your podcast
1: yeah the smart contractors that are listening to the world's best podcast what opportunity do you see for them to to kind of jump on Uh, i don't really know where i'm going with this um all right contractors need people and there are people out there but we've been conditioned for some reason to believe that they don't exist how can contractors attract these people into their organization
0: i think you know there's uh there's there's part of it that just stems with the 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 work that we do uh as an industry to to change the narrative and get people interested in the industry i know personally growing up for myself like i said i didn't i entered the trades very later you know much much later in my career because it wasn't um wasn 't really an opportunity that had presented itself to me for me. college was the path you went in you got your four year degree and you know and and that was it and and then you got a job and it, it, it we are doing as a, as a country we 're doing ourselves a disservice uh, by not figuring out a way and a path by which we get people interested in the cra- in the trades and really seeing them as a solid plan a a very viable A lucrative, solid plan A, and so I think with contractors, that's um, really going to start with getting involved in your community and um, showing and you know showcasing and sharing the um, the great opportunity that that is out there. You know, it's it's the the trades are all about um, when 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 we're in early elementary school, you are building things, you're creating things with your hands, and there's such a sense of satisfaction. I think that that you get by creating something. And that's mm-hmm. what the trades are, yeah. you know? And so um, it's, it's getting out there and getting into your communities to uh, let people know that you can do this for your job. Yeah. You don't have to sit in a, you know, behind a desk that you, that you hate. Um, you, can, you can get out there and, and have this real gift of satisfaction to create something and, and make something. Yeah.
1: Well. That's that's powerful stuff. That's really good. And I, I've even seen a few smart contractors because all the people that listen to this podcast are smart. Um, they've even been doing things where um, I, I talk about them a lot on the podcast, uh, Rogers Heating and Cooling. They go down to it's either their elementary school or like I saw on social media the other day. They were like at an elementary school, like the truck was parked. It was all open and the kids were like lined up to go see this truck. Like from an outside perspective, you're just like, you just made that eight year old's day and they don't even know why, but it was the coolest thing in the world to them. And that's going to stick with them forever. And it's going to continue to intrigue them into that type of career path as they get older.
0: Absolutely, yeah. It's it's getting out there in the communities, and and we have at Next Star, we've got a, a sister organization, our nonprofit. It's called Explore the Trades, and that's their their entire charge is get, to get people interested, and in, and they've got supplies and resources to help contractors do just that to to get out to those elementaries and middle schools, and you know host career fairs and things like that, and and get people interested. Um, in the trades as like i said that solid plan a for millions of people that we um you know haven't haven't described it as such uh and then you know once they get in like we said we were hire hire for character train for skill that's what you yeah. know one of our, our recruiting coach stephen bush hire for character train for skill and so once you get them into interested in the trades and in your organization, then you train them, and then you you show them every you know you show them everything from safety to you know tools to how to turn a wrench. Honestly, that's that's how we're gonna um, that's how we're gonna fill these seats and these open roles because you're hiring for a technician and and you you know get a technician with 25 years of of experience, great score, but why is that technician available? <laughs> because i'll tell you what you know great technicians are are hard to come by so again we've got to got to build our own
1: yeah now we are at the women in hvacr event which by the way this is this is an incredible event i've been to i think this is like my sixth or seventh event of the year and i'm already chalking it up as probably the best one i've been to uh just from just the atmosphere and the energy here is is really solid um How can contractors, I mean, I I just think the industry as a whole, how can this industry as a whole attract more females into the trades and also retain them into the trades and make it more normal for there to be female technicians and and female install coordinators and etc.?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I think part of it just comes from, from modeling it and, and organizations like women in HVAC are, are, are doing that on a daily basis. Um, you know, I, I know at our, at Nextar's annual event uh, in the fall, we've got a, a super meeting and, and we have hundreds of people come in there and, and it was in, in the course of the five years that I have been part of Nextar, it's fascinating to me how the demographic has changed at our national meeting. It's refreshing. It's exciting. And and I'm not just talking about gender um, diversity. I'm talking about diversity. I'm talking about age. I'm talking, you know, it's just, it's, it's so interesting at our, at our last national event, excuse me, we had uh, probably close to 30%, I'd say between 25 and 30% of our attendees at that event were, were women, And I'll tell you five years earlier, my first super meeting, that wasn't the case. It was um, it was much more male dominated. And and so it's just it's incredibly exciting, even in that short amount of time, that that five year amount of time to really see the, the change that's happening in the industry. And I I think that organizations like women in HVACR, and this is my first time at this conference. And I have to agree, like the energy is through the roof here, the networking opportunities, just being able to uh, connect and, and build your network is instrumental. And so, you know, so important.
1: Yeah. So I, I have a table here um, for the listeners out here that want to hear an embarrassing story. I didn't, I guess I misread something and I didn't know that I was going to have a table. And so I'm glad I brought my table cover, but I don't have like any giveaways or swag or anything. Like I don't even have a pen.
0: You had a handwritten sign. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had a handwritten sign that said "Rival digital in parentheses. It says marketing. Um, That's what we have on our table. Looks
0: just like your logo.
1: So I would like to thank the lady Titans go time success group and um, whoever it was or um, EGIA. I, they generously let me borrow some of their swag, so stop by my table and we'll give you some Go Time Success Group chapstick and a Lady Titan sticker and an EGIA printed handout. Perfect. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, um, but to attest, uh, I I said all of that to go back to the the networking thing. I don't have any swag or anything on my table, but the the people who have come up to the booth as opposed to typical like trade shows, they don't really care about that. Like I go to a lot of trade shows where people just walk up, they take your pen and they leave these people. They walk up and I was like, sorry, you know, I don't have anything like any giveaways. And I'm, there was multiple that said, Oh, oh, I don't care. And then they're like, what's your name? What do you do? So the networking has been, been phenomenal here. All right, Carrie, before we go last tip before we dip like it if you were talking to someone right now who was about to start their own heating and air conditioning company what is the number one piece of advice you would give them as they take the plunge
0: consistency do the same thing day over day over day and if that's not working change it make a tweak and keep going and it's that consistency over time that is going to give you the results because there will be ups, there will be downs, but I'll tell you that the people who win and the people who see success and craft and create their own future are those that have that consistency of action, that discipline to keep doing the work, even when the work is hard, even when the day is terrible, do the work. When the day is great, do the work. So it's, it's really that consistency to um, believe in yourself, to move it forward and you can move mountains.
1: Wow. That's good stuff. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, This has been an an awesome conversation and um, I I really appreciate you you, you taking some time out of the event to to come in here and chat.
0: Thank you, Eric. I really appreciate it. And I'll swing by your table later for some of that swag.
1: Yeah. All right, Carrie, before we go, uh, how can our listeners... Reach out, get involved, or learn more about Nextstar.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, check out nextstarnetwork.com. You can learn more about uh, about Nextstar itself. Otherwise, find me on LinkedIn, Carrie Fraser on LinkedIn. Would love to connect with any of you out there.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode. And uh, we will be talking to you all soon. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you're an HVAC contractor in need of digital marketing services, contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com.